Blog Talk Radio. How did you do that? I don't know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Are You Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is uh, like Dog Whisperer. I'm, like ba- I'm like the Beastmaster all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden. Uh, co-host extraordinaire, Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week we are reviewing Tammy, and I, <laughs> I expect that this will be like one of our biggest shows. I, 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 everybody, everybody's all over. It's just been so long since, I mean, we jokingly, I think we said this off the air, but this has been your Hobbit. Like, for so long, yeah. you hated this film that you did not look forward to this week, wanted something else to show, and nothing was here. Like, we were just right. talking about this. We'll probably talk about it later anyway. But if I'm a longtime listener of the show, this is a big week for me. Because I <laughs> sure. want to hear whether or not this paid off for you. Oh, yeah. Come on. You know, and what, and is, what you uh, have to say about this it. Is, this is so you want to be a movie critic week. <laughs> So you Tammy, think man. so you think movie critic uh, is a really sweet gig, do you? Right. Well, <laughs> anyway, um, actually, there are a couple interesting things that I want to throw out about Tammy once okay. once we uh, <laughs> uh, kind of get there. Yeah. Um, because there are two really bizarre things. Actually, maybe I'll just throw these out real quick, and we'll throw out our Whatever. ratings real quick, and then uh, we have some listener questions and some other yeah, stuff. Yeah, we got all kinds of fun. I things have. Uh, oh yeah, I have some uh, clips of Melissa McCarthy um, <laughs> because sometimes we watch like an amazing. Because film. I will throw you oh, okay. under the bus. Me? Uh, not you. Her. Oh, oh, oh. And, oh, oh. and, like, and really I? take you to task okay. for making me sit through <laughs> your dumbass movie. Is so. Exactly, yeah. So, oh, and we loved it. No. We, <laughs> uh, there are yeah. two things that I think are interesting. Okay, so, and they're both related to, like, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic and all that. Because okay. uh, I looked through them, and, you know, people who listen to the show know, generally we try to avoid any, you know, yeah. reviews before we see it and stuff. Yeah. We will often, even before we see it, we'll, like, maybe see how it's doing generally on, like, the freshness meter right. or whatever. right. Um, and, and this week, actually, I read some because who cares? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you wasn't funny. going to. <laughs> you, were, you were really funny last night about that. And uh, but anyway, but what's interesting is, um, you know, I have kind of called out the freshness meter, yeah, uh, forever, right? right? And this this week, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes and you're and you're trying to figure out if you want to watch this movie, even. Post listening to us, Whatever. I guess you're still not convinced. We still can't help you. That's right. If you if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> this is like a great example of Rotten Tomatoes because the freshness meter for this is you know something like close to forty. It's like thirty five okay. to forty right. or somewhere around there. And this is like the greatest example of why you have to be careful right. looking at the freshness meter because if you look at all of the critic reviews and look at the ones that say it's fresh right and go read their reviews it's like us when we rate something 10 right <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then all we do is Bash trash it, it right yeah. and then go yeah 10 this and all we though. talk about is right. what's wrong with it right all the reviews that are fresh yeah that are listed as fresh none of them would ever convince you to see this movie right. i mean they're, they're right. all talking about how right. well i don't know it's kind of all right i guess sort yeah. of and then you go wait and then that's fresh right right and so it's massively skewed, you know, version of that. And the interesting thing on Metacritic, where it's about like 30-ish. Yeah, it is. It's it's something like that. It's it's the first time that I have ever seen, and I'm not as huge a fan of Metacritic as you, and I don't necessarily (laughs) check it for everything I watch. Yeah. But I have never seen a movie before have... A, a low score from critics, a, yep. a pretty low score, no, no matter exactly where it is. Right. And like I said, it's somewhere around 30 and have a lower user rating score. Yeah. Usually it's the other because way it's like, it's like, you know, 2.5 or at right. the average is like somewhere around 2.5 or something. Yeah. And I've never seen you users come back yeah. and have a lower one. Cause even, even things like, I mean, we did our worst list and some things that stick out really bad were things like Carrie and the evil dead film. I mean, not just cause they were horror films, but just because they were really bad. 
And the users are, you know, the average audience is still kind of more forgiving right, than a critic. Right. Like what you say, it could be like in the 20s, like something like Carrie was. And the average critic, uh, the average user is still like 40s, 50s, right. some 60s, 70s. Like, oh, this was so scary. And you're like, look, stop. <laughs> right. But this one, you're right. Because one, somebody just, has, on somebody has below, to, yeah. somebody loves it. Right. And it balances out more right. than critics, right? Right, right. Because even when you get a bunch of people who are going to say they don't like it, you're going to get someone somewhere on the other side of it that likes it. Yeah. And this one, man, seriously, it's even lower right. users. It's it's weird and awful. But yeah. Uh, so we'll just throw out our ratings real quick. Yeah. You go first. <laughs> two. 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 Maybe two and a half. My God, what movie did you watch? Two. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> Let me guess. I'm 200 times better than yours. <laughs> you're you're awfully high. I yeah. want to know how it got a two. There there are moments in the film, and the movie's only I think 97 minutes, it's, 96. It's, minutes. It's, it's, it's a tight. It's a quick, quick film. But quick film. I'll be yeah. damned if it doesn't feel very long. It does. After yeah. they start burning things. Right. Like that's when it really feels dragged down. It's a disappointing thing if you just look at, like, you don't have to look at IMDb. We don't get paid for any sponsors. Like, we're not backed by Metacritic right. or anything. We just say it because it's what, it's easy to use, and we figure people that listen are easy to use these things as well, more likely to do it. You look at IMDb real quick, you'll see a litany of Oscar winners, Oscar nominees, like really powerful people just sitting around doing nothing for this film. You mean who are acting in it? Who are, who are, well, who are in, or, who are in who, it. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Susan Sarandon acts. And Bates, Sandra Oh. Is Sandra O. Oh, you know, you've got all these there people are in here. There really powerful, powerful interesting who, people. Who picked up an Oscar nomination, you right. know, and, and you've got all these people in this movie who have this weird bipolar story that's going on. And we'll get into this all later, but there are moments when it works, and they're very few and far between, where it seems to be touching and sweet. It's never funny to me. As a comedy, the film never works. Uh, well, the, co- the, the comedy stuff works for the most briefest of times, maybe only exclusively in the beginning of the film. Um, Actually, there's a, there's I, like a I hated the beginning I, of the film. I, just, I hated I knew everything so sketchy, about the beginning of the like film. A, there's like a beginning part that I'm maybe not worn down yet. Like emotionally, I'm still kind of like getting popcorn and drinks and sitting down and we're talking about whatever we're talking about. And I'm still kind of in my happy place before I get beaten to death with right. any funny stick. But there are uh, moments that are strangely, like, eh, all right, they're sweet. Like, the movie, when it can't be funny, seems to be sweet at times. And that's really... All right, no, whatever. You're just reviewing no the movie now. All right, go on. I'm, uh, you're, I, you're I'm really solidly at one. <laughs> no, I, there were, I give it... I, I actually go up to one yeah. <laughs> from the zero that I want to give it. Yeah, yeah. Because I do have to admit that I laughed a couple of times, which is even funnier this because at the, at the end of the movie, you said I didn't. I never laughed at There time. were a couple of things in the movie that I was like, all right, fine. That's a little funny. I just... And, and I, I mean, they, they still weren't like... I wasn't like rolling around or anything. They're not... No, but if, hilarious. if it got enough, But there were people in the audience who were laughing. They were, they were really into it. There were people in the audience who were laughing pretty and good. And them. I think they've just never. This is their first movie. If yeah. your inaugural movie right. is going to make you laugh a little right. bit. Uh, anyway, there were a couple times when I laughed, and there were some parts where I was really liking uh, Susan Sarandon. That yeah. there were some parts with yeah. her that I that I kind of liked. Yeah. And you know, I didn't like Melissa McCarthy ever. In the whole movie, because whenever you got to something that you might be able to stand mm-hmm. liking, mm-hmm. and I like her in general mo- right. most, most of the, of the time, time, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I like her TV show. I've yeah. liked her. You know, I liked her in Bridesmaids. I've, yeah. liked, I've liked her in other things. I hated the heat so bad that right. I couldn't like anyone or anything. The heat is almost a precursor to why you hate this film. It is. Because it's really. basically just a... a a laundry list of she's fat. Let's make that funny. Right. Oh, we can't, but we're going to drag it out. And like, then, and then it's even worse in a really weird way that I think is crazy because first of all, they make her so bad at the beginning, which like I said, I hate the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's not bad enough that in the, in the first 10 minutes of the movie, you know, yeah. she loses her job, destroys her car by hitting a deer and it ends her marriage. Right. All in like her husband's <laughs> cheating on her. Like one thing, right? Right. 
And but couldn't she comb her hair? I yeah. mean, you know, she right. goes into her house, looks like a perfectly normal house. She right. doesn't like pull up to her trailer with like right. three washing machines house, on the front actually. yard yeah. or anything, right. right? Her husband is not like some slob, right. you know, whatever. And yet she's she's driving to work, filling her mouth full of food on the way. Right. And looks like she hasn't washed or right. combed her hair in like six months. Right. And because we're really trying to drive home the point that right. what? It's funny, she's a loser, it's funny that know. she's a fat she's a, loser. She's an out of shape I mean, loser. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, um, but I, I do give it a little bit because uh, there were a couple funny parts. I, you know what I really hated before we get into other things? Hmm. Because I, the people who are in this movie you like go, wow, so there are some good people in there. Yeah. And, and one of them that really stands out to me is Nat Faxon. Yeah. Not that everyone's going to know who he is, right. but he's got a new show coming up. He had uh, a show, I think, on Fox that was pretty good but didn't last. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'd have Whatever. to look it up. But right, he's, yeah. he's like a comedian. He plays her husband. But then you've yeah. got like um, Sandra Oh is in it, which yeah. – I don't know why. Somebody knows her. I, it was I don't, really I don't weird. know what the cell yeah. is supposed to be of that. She's in. But there's her and uh, Nat Faxon and Tony Collette. Yeah. All three of them are like not really in this movie. Right. At all. They, right. They, if there was like a cardboard cutout of a person filling in for them, you'd hardly know the difference. Yeah. They barely say anything. And they just, she comes home and it's like, there they are. Right. And you go, um, okay, so I'm leaving you now. And, right. and then and she leaves, and, <laughs> and they just sit there. And that's it. Yeah. I don't know. That just it really bugs me to see that you're you know billing something as having all these people in it, and then yeah, you know it's I, I I don't know where exactly you draw the line on it. Just being like a cameo, like they had five seconds too much screen right. time for it to just be like a cameo. And right. It, ah. It was just I am. I'm flipping ugly. through. The, I mean, you're right. I'm flipping through the list. You know, obviously, Melissa McCarthy, Susan Sarandon, Kathy Bates, Allison Janney, Dan Aykroyd, Mark Duplass, Gary Cole, Nat Faxon, Tony Collette. Like, just right. There's a lot of even, these people even in here. Gary and, Cole is right. so barely in it. Totally underutilized. You know? I mean, he shows up in just the. I mean, it, not I that mean, he's supposed to, no. or or whatever. I but, like Gary Cole, but, but I, wish he I do more. too. I think I, he, I think he's talented and doesn't do enough. So. Yeah. He's, but anyway, he's busy. We'll anyway, we'll okay, so we got some other stuff to do real quick, and uh, <laughs> I don't want it to necessarily take too long because I know we have tons of interesting stuff <laughs> to say about this movie. Tammy talk. But uh, we got um, well, first a piece of news, and okay. like we talked about this, we got a uh, a question, and oh, right. if you're listening. Send in your questions. You can send them to uh, questions at com or markeesman at com or go to com. Go to the contact page. It's really easy to find. You can fill out the little thing. Um, but first, um, the news. I just have to talk about this because I think it's so awesome. The, yeah. the Edge of Tomorrow, people have probably already heard all about this. Yeah. But there was there's this interview that's like going around and I don't know several different internet places uh, interviewed like the writers and various people on the staff and so this is like all over the internet really that yeah. talking about the it's not even really an alternative ending it's just sort of the the theory of the ending at first right and <laughs> the first draft and probably there's lots of alternative endings in between and yeah. various. Uh, going from this original ending to like what we ended up with, there's probably like 20 different endings. Probably. Who knows? But, um, but basically, it was like Tom Cruise kind of changed the tone of the movie and sort of basically demanded that there be all these funny parts. So if you've seen the movie, uh, you know it's it. There's some there's comedy some fun, in it. There's some, there, there's stuff, some funny yeah. stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really a result of Tom Cruise, and it was a much darker thing. Yeah. And we'll totally spoil the movie for you in a way right now because <laughs> right. Well, it was a <laughs> week ago. Yeah. The, <laughs> the original alternate ending, and I don't even know how much this will actually spoil anything, but there's a part before Tom Cruise really gets into, you know, the thing is hiding in the Louvre, the right. Omega or whatever. And there's a part where they're, they're kind of on this last-ditch attack – Tom Cruise has, like, lost the power to go back in time already. And 
in the original version uh, from these interviews that, you know, there, he gives like a little speech there and says, don't kill any alphas. We, we have to go right. in, kill the thing, but don't kill any alphas or, or it'll just reset. And as we know, know, as we know, yeah. that's the whole problem and everything. And then they go through, you know, some battle and then somebody, I guess, you know, who knows exactly how this was supposed to play out, but kind of half accidentally kills an alpha. Right. And then it's like you switch perspective to the Omega and see it like resetting the day. And then the next thing you know, uh, there's Tom Cruise giving the same speech about <laughs> whatever. They know where we are and, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. And then since they know that they're coming, <laughs> you know, boom, the aliens come and right. just massive onslaught wipe them out. And right. that's the end of the movie. Right. Buzzkill. And I think that would be awesome. Yeah. And, you know, the bummer part of it is that it's too early in the whole theory of making the movie that there's anything on film to, like, you know, put on the Blu-ray right. as a special feature or anything. Right. I mean, I guess maybe you could, like, mock up some crap and maybe. make a storyboard and go, right. this is how we, we were once sort of <laughs> thinking of doing this. Yeah. But how awesome would it be if you could, if there was, like, a real alternate ending yeah. to it? So. And, well, and like and like what you said to, to you know to, just then, but also to me about it, which is the story broke that you know Tom Cruise basically was like, I'm not, I don't want to do that one. Like that's right. We're gonna do it this way. It, it, probably on the Blu-ray there'll be some executive producer or a screenwriter saying, Yeah, this is how I had it. Well, they'll be like, do what we're gonna do, and they'll show the. There'll be like a commentary and, you know, track right. maybe, and then they'll talk about and, it. And like, that would be interesting. I mean, right. it, it, like what I told you, I actually know. It, I, I know a bunch of people who have issues with the film, and I know a lot who don't. We're we're in the group that I like it. Right. I think it fits. It works. And there's and we went through reasons why it did, and I thought they still stand up um, on the podcast we did. But I I still kind of want to see that ending. I know. Like I don't want to just hear it. I want to see it. And I want to see. I want to. And the weird thing is, is you know, I like the movie the way it is. Yeah. But also, you know, just to have a movie like. A big movie with like big yeah. people in it that, no, is, that is ballsy enough to just right. go. Nope, the bad guys lose. Right, and the, you or, don't get or the bad guys win. It, I yeah, mean, yeah, done. And just go. Um, that's yeah. the end. Yeah, and and you know there was this other part they were talking in this whole same thing where uh, at one point a, a part of how they were going to do it was when they go back to. At the end, he goes all the way back to, like, the helicopter ride. Right. And at one point, he was not going to remember anything. Yeah. And theoretically, yeah. there would be some reason that now all of a sudden, even he wouldn't remember it. And then it's like, did anything ever happen? Right. And, and then it's, you know, wild and crazy spin. I don't know. Hilarity ensues in the ending. But anyway. I just thought that was so awesome. It is that, cool. How cool would that be if... And like I told you, I don't know if that would work. It all depends on the tone. Like if they do it in the right tone, it would fit, and it would be really interesting and ballsy to, right. to and, do. And it but would not wrong fit tone, at all with feels, the tone of the rest of the movie. You know, either. Not the way it, it would is, be crazy. Right, but if, if, you, if you adjust enough leading into that climax, and then that's the tone, then that works. Right. And that would be really, really interesting. Because would, nobody does it. So Right, exactly. Okay, so we have a... Uh, we have a question from a listener, and oh, yeah. this is Kelly in L.A., and now, for the life of me, I swear to God, I don't know if this is someone who wrote into us before, but I feel like I've said Kelly in L.A. before. Hmm. I, know we've had to, I know we've had him from uh, L.A. before. But right. Anyway, so uh, this, Kelly is behind. Yep, that's okay. <laughs> so, so, she, so are we, actually. <laughs> she just uh, got to A Million Ways to Die in the West, yep. and listen to the podcast. We were talking about Seth MacFarlane. Basically kind of being, you know, uh, having a certain amount of power, I guess, in, yeah. in Hollywood and being a big deal or whatever, right. whatever he is. Whatever he is, this is what he is. It's hard to define exactly what he is, you right. know, but he's not exactly like Weinstein he's or no anything. PA, but... right. He's no PA, but he's no studio head yet. Right. But anyway, he's like, he seems to be everywhere. He's got like some clout of some sort in Hollywood, right? Yeah. And so the question comes from Kelly, like we kind of talked about how he has it, but yeah. then her, the question is like, why, why does he have it? Yeah. Especially since when you look at it, and I think we, we might've mentioned this during the show or something that sparked it or something. Yeah. But, you know, really he's got like two shows, 
Right. And so what's so great about that? Right. I mean, it's uh, in, uh, in a similar way to The Simpsons like a while ago. Right. When, when The Simpsons were just humongous and everywhere, right? Man. It was huge, yeah. And still, it was just like one show. Right. And, yeah. and it's not like there aren't plenty of people out there, whether they're actors or the creators of shows or writers or whatever, who have like more than one show, right. who have <clears throat> lots of shows. Yeah. Nobody knows who they are, really. Or right. even if, if they do know who they are, if they're like actors and they're big like the face of shows, they yeah. could even have more than one show. Oh, or yeah. They could have shows that ultimately are more popular even than... Family Guy and American Dad, right. which all things considered are not actually that popular. No. I mean, in the big picture in the of, of TV shows, yeah. they're not <coughs> that huge, right? Yeah. And so how does that translate? And I guess, uh, yeah. for me, it's you know very similar to The Simpsons also. Like, yeah. back in the day, The Simpsons were just freaking huge. Yeah. And it's, uh, so we were talking about this last night and, uh, you know, it's, it's partially, I guess the right demographic. Yeah. So that was your take on it was just, you're hitting the right demographic in the right way. Yeah. And for me, it's, you know, it's partially that, I mean, obviously like no matter how big murder she wrote gets, (laughs) <laughs> it's not going to matter because right. no one really buys it. You're just all sorts of the wrong demographic right. To, right. to really take over anything, right? Right. So it's the right demographic, and because you're a cartoon, yeah, you've got like the branding. You can be everywhere on everything, coffee mugs, and underwear, sell cabillions of Family Guy yeah. dollars worth yeah. of whatever. Well, yeah, and that just puts so much money, especially in in. This day and age, and now Family Guy's been around for a little while, but it's right. still sort of the same day and age. Yeah. But with the way that advertising is getting so, you know, up in the air all the time with TV shows yeah. that, you know, everyone's DVR and everything, nobody yeah. watches, ad, nobody has to watch ads anymore. Right. Then as soon as your show can start bringing in you know, Revenue. its own jillions right. of dollars from selling stuff, yeah. then you're in like a whole other league. It's yeah. like, you know, you might have a show like American Idol or, you know, America's Got Talent or Big Brother or Survivor or all these things that are getting like, you know, really right. serious ratings depending on what season whatever. of those shows yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. But they do not have, no matter what ratings they get, they don't really have the other backing that yeah. they can bring to the table yeah. to really, you know, take over the world. Yeah. Especially like the, you know, the Simpsons back in the day, right. You could not go into any kind of store at all and avoid without half right. the store being Simpsons right. stuff. Bart was and, talking yeah. something and Homer right. pushed something. And, and, and with shows like what you're saying, the best they can do is hope to maybe sell a shirt, you know, maybe an American idol or a voice shirt, but then they've got, CD or music tie-ins, you can buy singles, but right. that's, that's really it. You know, when in in something like Family Guy, you, shirts, posters, coffee mugs, you know, which hubcaps, is, which is I mean, another reason. Uh, it's another reason too that certain cable shows, yeah, are starting to feel like they're a lot bigger than they are. Yep. Like Game of Thrones, in the giant scheme of things, does not have. Incredible thing, ratings. Yeah. For cable, it has really good ratings, right. and, it has, and it, it has had ratings, right? Yeah, right. But it's it's got good enough ratings. But they also are like now you see everyone trying to do it right yeah. now. Game of Thrones has five thousand things yeah. on the HBO shop and whatever it is. Right. You know, you right. can buy all kinds of everything sword right. replicas right. and coasters and and everything. You gotta, and... you know, shows have to try and yeah. make something up somewhere because right. there's only so much you're getting from anything, especially right. with some cable networks right. like HBO. Right. Which has no ads right. <laughs> that right. you're watching. But Anyway, I don't know. I mean, that's, a, that's kind of the theory. It's a cool I question. Have is that you yeah. is that he's got far more money than it seems like just because you have two shows on Sunday right. night. Well, this is and, and yeah, right. And and 
when we were talking about this last night, we both eventually realized we were, I think, and I think we still are, we came to the same point as just differently. You know, I'm, my first reaction to Kelly's thing is that, you know, he hits that prime demographic that advertisers want, which is 16 to 24, 16 to 28 year old men right. and, or boys, males. And they're the ones who spend all this stuff, all this money on video games and shirts and, and what have you. Um, and I and I feel like that's also the reason why people like it or they don't that Seth MacFarlane got the Oscars is because that committee said we want to bring in the youth and we're going to get them with Seth MacFarlane, and then they got the backlash of it, which is he's going to cater to those kids and make jokes that you know your audience right the audience doesn't really want. And... Yeah, and and then you get this backlash and this thing, and that actually kind of only makes him more legit to the kids. They're like, oh man, the Oscars, they kicked him out. They don't want it. You right. Know? So, it's like uh, anyway. you know the doors are not going to be on it. Right. Exactly. exactly. So, so we're old, but right. Yeah. Anyway. But, but anyway, that was my take, which is, you know, they're going to get that demographic, and therefore they're going to get the pot of money that comes with it. And then that was your starting spot, which is right. he's got a crazy licensing rights right. to things. And it, it, as far as it goes, we're pretty reasonable and smart about the business of this stuff. Like, that's all I can think of. He, unless he's got yeah, video right. of somebody. No, unless I, he's got, like, Jeff Katzenberg doing really. something really weird, then this no, is but probably the, it. But, you know, really that's all he but needs. All and I don't, right. think people, I don't think people realize even, you know, what the, uh, you know, merch trade yeah. really can pull in. I mean, right. I, everyone goes, oh, yeah, tons of money. And you, know, you figure, you know, it's tons of money, right. but even still, it's more than that. It's, it's so like, much more than that. It's, it's, enough it's so funny own. because only like a couple of weeks ago, I got the thing. Um, so this is like sort of fresh in my head, yeah. you know, with Disney. Oh, it's yeah, right. so we insane. Were... Like, you know, what did Disney make putting out movies last year? Like, I don't know few hundred million, right. like maybe coming like close to a billion or whatever, and especially like Frozen, you know, kicked by right. and everything. Right. So like a billion, give or take or something. And then what did they make doing this or that, whatever, you know, maybe yeah. a few few other hundred million, yeah, whatever. Right. Last year, $49 billion yeah. selling crap with Stuff. Disney people you know, on it, right? Stuff. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. Well, that is our take. It is. You know. Anyway, and thanks for the question. And, and uh, that's proof, too, that if you see something from last year, last month, last week, like, we don't care going back right, in time. Jump like, in we love the that. emails, and, and that's really cool. Right. So um, we're supposedly going to do <laughs> some uh, summer preview <laughs> oh. movies. So if we're going to do that, then we should probably talk about Tammy a little Just bit. Just a little too. bit. It won't. It won't take much. Oh, you God. really want to burn it? I really hated this movie. I'm telling you. Well, let's get this part and out of the everyone, way. Just everyone's I'm everyone's of it. just gonna say, "Oh, you just wanted to right. hate it," and then went reason. into it. And, and well, for to be fair, I went into it as open as I could, but I was very much on the side of this film because I knew how much you hated it, and I wanted to see you. Hate it like that was that was the joy. <laughs> that was the whole fight. You were like turned around in your seat yeah. so that you could see me. And <laughs> while just we're, watch but me I'll tell you what, I was so dialed out of your experience. Like I, I went to see the film anyway. I was so dialed out of your experience. I didn't know you were laughing. You know, you're over there enjoying I, yourself. I'm I over there tight a couple of times. I laughed at one joke that's so good. And again, in my in my feeling, good means it's the only joke worth laughing at. I came the closest to laughing when she was using the gasoline and had some political stuff to say. That was the only time I came close to laughing. Using the gasoline? When she's like, hey, four bucks a gallon, thanks Obamacare. Like that oh, joke is the only thing that came close to cracking me up. Yeah, and I, I, think I thought that was none. I think it made my lip move that was, a little. That was like so, so – uh, that was so – you know, oddly stagey in a weird when, way when it, uh, it does happen. The whole it. film in a way feels like that. I actually think as far as the film goes, like it had this really fun thing at its core, you know, this Midwestern woman who loses her job, her car, her husband, her, her life. And, 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 and quite frankly though, this is a slightly different movie than that description might make you think because well, She's always been a loser the whole time. Right, and this is kind of... It's I'm gonna, not like she's got I'm, something. I'm going to segue this easy, this easy point, which is not... I mean, there's nothing to discuss about it. I just think they missed a moment to make more social commentary and jokes versus situational. Because the situational stuff wind up making Tammy as a character 
absolutely, completely unpredictable and bipolar at best, because if you need her to be sad and touching in one, she is. But 33 seconds later, she's fist fighting some minor and telling him to right. eat, eat all kinds of shit or what. I mean, right. like she you, goes you cannot compare her berserk, to anything right. consistent. And that isn't funny, but if it had been like a commentary, like almost like a Mike Judge kind of thing, like a commentary on this is my life all of a sudden, and in one day I lost everything, and I'm going to be funny about it. Like right. that, that had more to it. But you just, you know, you got a slightly ahead of me. I was just going to say, what did you think of the trailer? Because the trailer, you know, we get asked this, did the trailer right. represent the film? And I actually think it does and it doesn't. The only trailer I ever saw was the one where she walks into the fast food she place robs and the robs place. the place. Yeah, and I know there were other trailers, but I didn't see them. There's right. There's like the kind of first teaser trailer that you ever see is really just that. It's only that, and you don't see anything else. And then there are several other trailers that are longer. And uh, speaking of the trailer, um, I think I think actually kind of there is a trailer where you see her with Susan Sarandon. You kind of get the idea of what's going on. But, you know, I'll tell you, the, the worst thing about this movie is in the trailer for me. Yeah. The thing in this movie that totally wraps it all up for me in a nice little package is that scene where in the trailer you have no idea what's going on, right? right. Except that all of a sudden they're just sitting there and she says, like, Mark Twan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Who's Mark Twan? And yeah. Susan Sarandon, you know, goes, you know who Mark Twain is, right? And she's like, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's, he, big, he's yeah. powerful. And see, yeah. the, the real thing for me <laughs> is yeah. in this movie, it's, it's not bad enough that she's fat and we're going to make fun of it. Right. And, and we're just right. going to have ridiculous look, she's fat, and so it's funny. Yeah. And then we've got Susan Sarandon, and it's like, look, she's a drunk, and she's old, and it's funny. Right. And Which is not funny, anyway. And so Melissa McCarthy's got all these problems, but why did we have to make her dumb? Right. There's, like, actually nothing going on in the movie that is in any way helped by the fact that we have to try and say, look, and she's really stupid. stupid, Right. I mean, she's just a complete clown. Right. And not even a funny one. And she's not dumb for the sake of pretend either. And it's not pretense. She's really stupid. Like she, she can put one foot in front of another sometimes barely, but she's really dumb. Like she's just not, and I don't mean book smart. She didn't have to go to college. You just have to, you know, she lives like near or in Louisiana. You got to kind of know who Mark Twain is just by proxy. Right. You know, you right. hear his name a few times. It's not like somebody's like talking about Tom Brady and you think he's yeah. one of the lost Brady kids. Right. It's, I don't know. It's just really weird that they would even show, like, yeah. cut that out. And see, the thing that's weird is that she doesn't always act like she's really stupid. No. Right. Sometimes she acts fairly intelligent sometimes she's uh there are a lot of scenes that would be sold a lot better i think if she was just had all this happen to her right that day and so she's just losing it right instead of and you have to be dumb right right i I don't know it doesn't work out but so the movie is um we got to say this it's yeah written and directed right. by, uh, or well, co-written, co-written and ben, directed. Ben Falcone, who's her husband. Yeah. If you saw the movie, or you're gonna see the movie, or you've seen the trailers when she gets fired. Right. Uh, ben Ben Falcone is the guy who fires her. Right. The guy who's the the, the manager of the fast food place. Yeah. Who and you know that's another thing about the movie is he's so stereotypical, you know doofus manager of a right. <laughs> of a fast food place that right. it's like we've seen that character like 800 times before right. you know right. i mean roseanne had an yeah. episode with that exact yeah. same character as her yeah. boss when yeah. she worked at a fast food place yeah and that was like 30 years ago right. and there have been a jillion of them in between right yeah. but it, it's just so like every, a lot of this stuff like that is just so easy you know it's just like i don't know how to really write a good character so yeah here's a stereotype i've seen before and i'll throw that in but anyway so melissa mccarthy uh, and her husband co-wrote this and uh so and he directed it and really this is like one of the worst examples this could be the worst example actually of of you know just a, a nonsensical vanity piece 
that just never should have been made at all. And there are even interview clips with Melissa McCarthy talking about how it came up. Like uh, Ben had a dream (laughs) and woke up and, you know, said something like, I had this dream where uh, like you were on a road trip with your grandma and she was an alcoholic and whatever. And, and that was five years ago. And here we are today. Now we have this movie and, you know, he hasn't directed anything before. Right. And it really shows. Yeah. In like just the weirdest, horrible ways. And, and, you know, he hasn't actually, I mean, I don't want to beat him up or anything and, and and really, really sell the fact that he's just riding on his wife's coattails, but he he hasn't done a lot of acting. Right. I mean, he had like a 17 episode arc on Joey. Right. But he's, you know, he's been in here and there and stuff and, and they've been married. I don't know. It's been a while. It it has been a while. I don't know exactly, but they've been married for a while. But but he hasn't been in a lot of stuff. Right. And, you know, he wakes up one morning and has an idea and gets his wife to make a movie out of it and be in it. Man, it's just – and the even worse is that she thinks it's funny. I think anyway, yeah. I have I'm, a tape of her saying that she thinks it's really well, I know. We'll probably, so. <laughs> we'll probably go through it. So, someone was asking me, you know, earlier today what we saw, what the show was going to be. And, you know, my first response, even though they're friends, you know, I'm like, just listen to the show. You don't get no inside buzz, you know. But, but the idea was, and I didn't know that it would, it would, even, it would even come up because I knew we had a lot to talk about. And I knew the film wasn't going to be very good. And I didn't think we would talk about it for long. But... I was trying to convey to them that it kind of felt like two movies pushed into one in, in a way. It feels like a film that Adam Sandler's, you know, oeuvre could have done years right. ago. Like this is if, – if the roles were different – sometimes this happens. Like all of a sudden the, the guy is now a girl and instead of his grandfather, it's his grandmother or whatever. Like right. this feels like this, it was an this old is Happy like, Gilmore this kind of This is like film. in kind of <clears> – yeah, but not, uh, not but, Happy Gilmore. This is like in, the, Madison, in the click area. Like weird, yeah, or, no, no, I understand. This is kind of like – it feels like it was going to be like an Adam Sandler production – and it almost instead feels like it was overwritten by a Saturday Night Live character like the ladies' man who got a movie somehow. Right. Tim, not to pick on Tim Meadows. or Especially since or, he did, and that's a movie. It is, and he did, and it's horrible. You right. know, or you see like a skit. Like I can imagine Tammy being some sort of skit somewhere. This could easily have been a skit. And they extrapolated this into a film. And what I'm trying to say is it feels like those kind of films that, that – you know, Adam Sandler would have done at one point and now can't, you know, right. or won't. Maybe he won't. Maybe he will, actually. But would have been something like that. But more than anything, feels like a skit from some show that got dragged into a 97-minute running right, time right. and just doesn't have the legs, whether it's Pat, the ladies' man, you know, uh, what the it, cheerleader. It, it, it really does. All those characters just don't work in those long formats, and this suffers all over the place from it. It, it really does, and it's funny because... Um, it it does really have this feeling of something like a skit, especially because, you know, when you have those skits on uh, Saturday Night Live that get turned into bad movies, right. occasionally there's one that is at least pretty good, yeah. right? When they, you know, take like Wayne's World, sure, is right. like, okay, right? right? Um, but a lot, a lot of them are horrible. They're often right? very horrible. And they feel a lot like this movie, especially because the movie feels like what it is, is we had a couple of funny ideas. Yes. And then we just, you know, I don't know, something has to happen in between. And, yeah. it's, and it's almost, bizarrely for me, like uh, Bad Grandpa. I was thinking about Grandpa. It's kind of like, I have a couple of funny things right. to do. Now I have to pretend there's some ridiculous story in between to get from one to the other. Right. And all those bad Saturday Night Live movies have that same kind of feeling where they're like, I don't know, here are some funny things I could do with this character. Yeah. None of which are funny, (laughs) by the way. No. And, you know, I have to say this, even I don't think there's any of those movies as bad as they are, yeah. even like Ladies Man right. and uh, Night at the Roxbury. Kind yeah, of, yeah. Night at know, the Roxbury. I mean, they just miss. There aren't any of those movies that I laughed at 
as little as I laughed at this. I need to uh, ask you There something. are Look. some of those movies where I'm like, okay, that's the funny part. That's the part that, that we were going to use for the skit. Built around everything. Right, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, okay, that's funny. Yeah. And then they all, and then the rest of it can is you Can you remember, I mean, I'm not putting you on the spot, but I am a little. It doesn't matter if you don't know the answer to it. Can you remember which part of the film you laughed at? Like, it, I mean, if there were only a couple, like, I'm genuinely curious what got you. Look, we went to see, I, I mean, uh, I'm, I just looked for a second because I was curious. What did we see last year for July 4th? Not that it terribly matters, but it was the Lone Ranger. So we're not having uh, a great God, back-to-back yeah. thing. But I wondered how close the dictator was because we sat through that Sasha Baron Cohen film and we're so bored and unamused until yeah. he slides down the rappel. And we both cracked up at that right. because for 30 seconds, it was very There's funny. like a bit of a But it also right. was very tense, not tense, but it was just kind of like draining. I felt like I had to laugh at something and eventually I got something. Right. I didn't feel like that here. So I'm just wondering, I'm no. not guilting or blaming. I'm just wondering what got you cracking up in this film. If you remember, and it is terribly You know, it's not like uh, there was anything that cracked me up. I, mean, I never looked were, over and saw you some howling parts, or slapping no, your knee. I was like, were, oh, you just must have laughed a little at something. But there were some parts where I kind of went, okay, that's kind of funny. And, I, and like, I did kind of laugh <laughs> a little. I think, because I, like, I, I don't know. I, I think. This, and I got a good sense this of humor. This show is already way funnier than this movie. It really is. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I'm curious, because I don't I know. I think one of them was when she got him to smell the thing. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I like kind of laughed at that, yeah. especially because That's so weird that that would crack you up. You know, the, the reason, the reason that I especially <laughs> thought that was funny, yeah. is because when they talk about it at first, and and the movie is awful, right? Then when they talk about it at first, you go, ah, uh, you know, she's now she's gonna do it to him later right, to right. like prove him wrong or something. And when she did it, it was like she even got me, right? Because okay. I was even expecting her to do it. Yeah. And yet she just kind of did it like so nonchalantly, yeah, right. even though I'm looking for it, <laughs> yeah. that I was like, oh, my God. Like, right. he, he smelled it before I you even realized right. we were doing it. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, it was just kind of amusing. But anyway, there was, there was something else that was Susan Sarandon, yeah, okay. actually, that yeah. got me to laugh. And it, it wasn't her. But I see, the, I see the bad grandpa root here, and it's not just because by, you know, actually kind of by rote storytelling like you've got two mismatched people one's older one's younger going on a road trip like they get into all these shenanigans there's all these police weird ch- i mean it's kind of similar in idea but but my and, god i would like every, everything in this movie too i i really disliked everything in this movie as being a kind of extension of just making fun of the fact that she's fat you yeah. know it's like okay it can't just be that she's fat all the time. Right. So let's have her go with the grandma right. who we can make fun of the fact that she's old. And then, and the, and then we and can, weird, and then we yeah, can make right. fun of the fact that she's an alcoholic and right. that they go out to the bar and yeah. grandma goes back to the hotel room yeah, with right. a guy. And it's just, you know, everything was like, so just oddly simple. And it was almost like, you know, a, a blaws sign comes up or yeah. a laugh sign comes up, you know, yeah. and everything at the beginning was just so, it was just so like, you know, let's make her look worse right. than anyone has ever looked. Right. And, you know, I don't know, everything, everything that happened was just so easily done. And I know that she's funnier than that or that she, she really has, is. or at least I think she is. No, because no, she maybe is. she's not. Maybe I she just she can is. do other people's funny stuff when they tell her what to say and she can well, do it maybe. because she wrote this and yeah. she thinks it's funny. Yeah. So, one so of the things where that, am I supposed to go with that? One of the things that may have uh, unhinged this project, too, is Falcone, you know, her husband, as the director, and, and she certainly seems to have, if what I'm reading is correct, um, respected that and let him be director. Um, right. they, they co-wrote it, but he, he's now out there doing press and junkets and, and saying that he encouraged and facilitated a lot of ad-libbing in the film. So in a way, that goes against, you know, if you guys have come up with yeah, a script. Yeah, but what, by who? His no, no, wife? By no one else talks. By, every, <laughs> by everybody in the film. Well, he's in there, too, so he's happy to well, do a little bit of stuff. But two minutes. But if potentially you, you know, if you're you're kind of beholden to your husband or your wife and you believe in them and you're like, yeah, we're going to make this. And you think this is a good idea because he says, I want to ad lib a lot of stuff, do whatever you need. And then he chooses the wrong stuff. Maybe you should have stuck with the script 
that maybe she had more of a hand in. Or no, I, I well, 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 this, well, let's, let's listen said, to Melissa. We'll listen to this thing. But you, you know, you said you know I don't want to beat him up too much. I, you know, he's the director and the co-writer of this train wreck. Right. He gets beat up just as much as she does. Because I think she is actually more funny than we're seeing, and maybe well, she has done maybe, funnier things but, for but sure. You're right, you make right. a good point. Maybe that's just because she's doing other people's lines. Maybe on her own, this is as good as it gets. Yeah, so I, I, don't know, it is, I don't know, but man, that's it, rough. It's kind of funny because there are other interview clips, and actually, that are there's other interviews all over the place, like you said, of uh, Ben Falcone, yeah. and you know. One of the things that I think is funny, and you know, I'm not trying to beat the guy up for not having oh a huge God. resume. No, no, no. But he doesn't have a huge right. resume, right? right? He's right. never directed anything before. Yeah. And he, you know, he's acted like you know, kind of bit part oh, guy. Yeah. He's not been in in real big stuff and done yeah. real big things. And there are interview clips of him talking about directing people like Kathy Bates and Susan right. Sarandon, right, and he's right, going. Right. Oh my God! Am I directing? This is so crazy. I'm directing these people and everything. Yeah. I'm like, well, freaking duh, because <laughs> yeah, you're in the chair, man, and it says director. You anyway, gotta, gotta get over it. Uh, so I got, got a couple clips. Here, we got a couple cool. of, ki- of clips right. of Melissa McCarthy. One because, uh, well, we'll talk about that one later. The other one just okay. because she thinks it's funny, okay. and I and we want to hear it. I so. demand she be taken to task for that. Ben and I a billion times while we were actually shooting it, always said, is this real? Is it too much? And usually we, we kind of would walk that line and say, we need to see kind of on the rea- reality side of it. It makes it funnier to me. I think as long as something is real, it's more embarrassing for the audience, it's, the stakes are higher you feel for the people. And that's really my goal, because to just make people uncomfortable and embarrassed. That's, that's what my job is, to make you <laughs> so really, see that one. Uh, a, nothing about this movie is real. Nothing about this movie, for me anyway, nothing about this feels real. I don't feel like they're real people talking about real things, even when they're trying to be serious. The only person I like in this movie actually is uh, Mark Duplass. Yeah, he he. Well, other people I would like, but they're not there enough to like, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't feel yeah. like I can really say that uh, Gary Cole did a good job because no, he's just if a, I he's in, there, he's in there to be a, he's in there to be a scene stealer anyway. I mean, he's just right. like this weird, creepy role, but but uh, also because her job is not to make me uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> her job is to make me laugh. <clears throat> well, one could argue, um, you know, she got an Academy nomination for Bridesmaids. And one could argue that, that of course she feels this way because she basically got nominated for making us think taking a crap in a sink is funny. Right. That's not the only thing she did, but certainly it's the highlight. When you tell people, tell me what she did in the movie, they'll right. always say that scene. So maybe this, is, maybe this is not only just something that she had originally thought, but now has been reinforced because she's been nominated by an academy that basically said, like, I'm keeping a situation real. We've I all like had that. these things. Sure. Maybe that's what's, you know, driving her. But, I mean, she's no Andy Kaufman, and she shouldn't be. You know, these real things, this is what Jackass tries to do to some extent. They want to put you in a situation where your bias or your bigotry come out, and then they can laugh while they're running from you. But still, <laughs> right. But this is not, you're right, this is kind of a duplicitous way to feel because the whole film as a setup doesn't portray that at all real. No, and it doesn't, so. even, it doesn't even feel like it's pretending to either. Most of the time, I kind of felt like until, a little bit in the beginning, but to, really uh, not in the beginning. Once, once she look, the thing that really drives me crazy—no pun intended—is it, it, it's not like I was invested in anyway. But there's a moment where they both wake up, uh, her mother, her grandmother, and her, and they're in the woods and they're surrounded by like these trees. Right. Not these huge oaks, but just trees that you can't easily drive around. And they must have gotten in somehow. It's very easy to figure right. out that there was a space behind them. Right. And instead. She decides to floor it going through too small, you know, of an opening and rips off the mirrors and scrapes up the car. And it's her, it's Susan Sarandon's car. And she's right. all and encouraging it's, And her. it's supposed to be a big metaphor. And it's supposed to be this big thing. And, and it's this, all supposed to be this hilarious thing. This is like a metaphor. Nothing. Yeah, this is like a metaphor by someone who just looked up the word metaphor. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Goes, uh, and half the page is it like this. <laughs> Right. Yeah, didn't even look it up in a dictionary. Kind of Wikipedia it or somebody's first hit, and and didn't know what it was. And that scene just 
That's not real. Like no. a real person would be like, look, I know how we got in this little crop of trees. There's a 10-foot gap right. behind the car. We just back up. See, and now here's the thing, too, because uh, that scene, I hated that scene. That like, scene I, actually represents for me a lot of stuff that I didn't – the way that the movie goes wrong, and I didn't like it. Because right. when that scene starts, too. when that scene starts, they're – they both got hammered the mm-hmm. night before, so they're waking up. They're like hungover. It's right. pretty late in the day, actually, when, they, when yeah, she right, finally right. wakes up and everything. And they got like as trashed as you could get and drove donuts through a farm or whatever. Right. And now they wake up, and they're in the middle of these trees, and, you know, hilarity ensues. Susan Sarandon is sitting there going, look, the deer, and she's like, my mom used to blah, blah, blah. And right, she's like, oh, right. shh, look, the deer. And so Tammy goes, hey, get out of here, and like chases away the deer. Yeah. Which is a scene that could work really well mm-hmm. in a totally different movie. Right. And then also the thing that uh, is just bizarre about the humor is that, you know, when she wakes up and goes, how the hell did we even get here? Right. That's funny. Yeah. But when we just sit there forever and keep going, no, really, how did we get here? And how are we going to get out? And like on and on and on. Then it's not funny anymore, you know, and you've lost lost the humor from the initial reaction. Like somebody wakes up drunk and goes, how the hell did I end up? You know, it's like like the Lone Ranger and he wakes up and he's on top of that that little precipice, right? And then, but then they just beat everything to death and even like uh you know the very beginning like we said she looks horrible and she doesn't look like she came out of the house that she goes back into right 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 and then even the ridiculous donkey stuff that they're doing about the breaking up and everything but then she like packs up and then the suitcase breaks open and everything falls out which you know somebody invented like five minutes after the movie camera. Right. And it's just beating the scene to death. to yeah. Like keep doing stuff over and over. And you, you suck out all the funny that was there. If there right. was any, right. By just doing it over and over. Right. All right. We, we got to hear this uh, next clip uh, with Melissa McCarthy. Hold on. Just a second. I think Tammy's really funny. I think, I mean, See, she said it. It's that great kind of, sometimes you think, please don't do that, please don't do that. Then I think it shifts and sometimes you're so glad you're not her or you know her. Sometimes you get into the the really bad realm of, oh God, I think that could be me. Like that's always, it's a good mix of of all that kind of stuff. But it's really funny. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's like it it makes Ben and I laugh really hard and we've seen it 900 and... 30,000 times, and it still makes us laugh, and I think, I don't know, that's a, that's a pretty good thing, you can see it that many times, it still makes you laugh. And see, that, she just makes my own argument for me right there, that's just yeah. like, you are just so too close to this loss. You can show me home movies that you think are hilarious with people I don't know, and right. if you laugh every time you see your cousin fall down into the pool, right, and right. I think it's... The most and boring it, thing ever. Just, there you go. Somebody else has to be connected to this. Yeah. And be like another pair of eyes going, right. look, man, this is like uh, you're drunk in college. And all last night we were laughing about this hilarious skit that we wrote or right. something. You know, we came up with something we're going to send into Saturday Night Live. And right. you're all wasted <laughs> sitting around, right? And you write something, and you were laughing for, like, hours straight. Right. And then you wake up in the morning and, you know, show it to somebody else, and they're like, what? Right. Why, is it, why is it wet napkin funny? Right. You know? No, nah, dude, you don't get it. Like, last night, Timmy. Like, yeah. Okay, I don't. Uh, but, Timmy. But she thinks it's funny, and yeah. she still thinks it's funny, and they've watched it a jillion times, apparently, and they well, still think it's funny. That's just clearly you're too close to it. Right. Even if it's funny, if this movie was funny and she right. said the exact same thing, I would say, well, you're still wrong. I right. mean, you've done right. something wrong. It could have been better. Right. You, you know I mean, or you just don't have as good a sense of and humor not, as you think you do. <laughs> it's not the first time that someone on a set has really enjoyed the time that they were there and thought that the film that came out of it was better than it was. I remember right. early, you know, we were just talking about this before we went on. I remember early stuff coming out of a lot of bad films 
You know, I remember Johnny Depp talking about the Lone Ranger. I remember Kevin Klein respectfully talking about like Wild Wild West, you know, years right, ago. Right. And it's just, it's hard to really trust it until you see it because what they're supposed to say, you know, they're supposed to back the film anyway. Rarely you're going to get someone like Will right. Smith be like, man, I did it for the money. It just didn't turn out the way I wanted. It sucks. Right. right. Who's going to go, you know? <laughs> right. Um, well, and not only that, but now this is a different case because it's so their movie. It is absolutely their And, uh, you know, they wrote it. They directed it. This is like. They cast all, it. All they they've, are in it, all they've done in. This it, is what I'm saying. For like, a certain they amount of time. This. But compared to other movies, yes. right, when other people are talking about other movies, you know, one thing people have to try and remember, which does not apply to them and does not get them out of jail free, right, right is right. that most people are talking about the movie and have never seen it. Yeah. They only know what they did, right? right? right. And, I mean, until, like, the premiere comes out and they're there, right? It could be a totally different movie yeah. from what sometimes even really they is. think it is, yeah. right? And there could be like big stars that are in half the movie. Yeah. But you know, for them, it was like you know a week and a half, eight months ago. Right. And they never saw anything they else. Did. They didn't see the right. uh, everything else that we're other getting close were doing. on time anyway, and we're probably right. not going to get to talk about a bunch. No, of stuff. no got, upcoming. We've movies. got one thing that we can talk about real quick. But this story that you're telling reminds me of the most famous version that I can think of which is Gabriel Byrne, when he was doing The Usual Suspects, really oh, believed right, that right, he right. was Kaiser Soze right. and, was, and didn't know that he wasn't until he saw the movie with everybody right. in the theater and got up and, and basically screamed at Brian Singer outside and was like, I was supposed to be the bad guy. He's like, it just didn't work that way, man. Like, I recut <laughs> right. it. You're not the bad guy. Right. But this happens sometimes. You're right. These, you come up, you do the work, and unless you're the executive producer or the writer or you have an inside right, track, right. you don't really know until you're done. But... Oh, and, anyway, and, not, I, and not only that, but, you know, nowadays, it's like you could be making, you know, like Thor, the Avengers, anything. or something like that. Yeah, right. And, you know, what you're doing right. means nothing to what people are going to see, right? Exactly. You're freaking wearing a green right. suit yeah. in a totally green room. You don't know Which nothing is, about what it, it's going to be. And when it works, when you've got a career, which I'm going to segue into the thing I'm just going to say real quick, like Andy Serkis, yeah, like that right. guy, like, uh, oh, my God. Like, he does – it's weird to think, like – he gets an awful lot of credit, but really, he doesn't really even know, maybe, what he's going to look like or how it's going to look, or they're using the motion capture stuff. And well, except that it's his company. It is his. It is his company, <laughs> it's his, it's his company now, so he makes does. it. Right. So, look, next week we're doing Planet of the Apes. Right. And I'm pretty excited about that. We were because we. I was asked also Me to, too. to tell you are not. <laughs> this is the worst double week for you. You just don't care. No, see, and we are looking forward to this. At least we, when I mean me, right? And, exactly. And I think that you know the trailer looks fun. It looks. It's really going to be a good show. It's going to be week. a good science for fiction sure. film. It well, and, be, and here's for the you thing and David, too. you know, with your internet ape stories. Yeah. That, and, and I didn't get a chance to look that up. I meant to, and I will too, because I want to know how many apes there are. Uh, I believe you though. You know, I think if you want a real film, you know, you can turn on the Discovery Channel and watch a Jane Goodall thing. But I want to see some sci-fi apes talking yeah, and so, guns. So here's the thing. I know that you have talked to people, and yeah. uh, people have, have written in, not, you know, necessarily with a question, right, with but anything, thanks but for writing in anyway. Absolutely. And uh, now that I've, like, been accused of bagging on this you movie have, like, for April, months, yeah. right? And I haven't. All I said is that, uh, you know, I'm maybe not that interested in it as other and that's people, cool. right? That's fine, yeah. And there aren't enough apes. Right. But also, <laughs> yeah. you know, the thing for me is, I mean, everybody has their thing. I would love this movie, right? I, I like the theory of the movie. Yeah. I don't like the starting overness of yeah, the yeah. franchise, you I know? Understand. It's like, I, I liked Planet of the Apes, the original one yeah. right and yeah i don't know what was up with like the remake planet of the apes which was timber insane one. Yeah. right but i liked planet of the apes but then you take planet of the apes and go let's go figure out how that all came to be right. and i'm like eh, yeah Sometimes not really <laughs> you run the risk of explaining right. midichlorians the <laughs> like right. maybe exactly. it's better to not do it but anyway that's what's you know, that's what's coming up. That's next week. I'm and uh, to it. yeah, it will be fun. And I think now everyone is saying that's awesome. And yeah, the buzz and, is really good. And we have to good. we have to go quick. But 
Um, I think it's probably a good movie. I think you'll have I'm fun. just saying. I know what you're from saying, From the get-go, man, you've I'm been dragging. That's yeah, all right. All right. I just think you it'll know, be good. It'll it, be fun. It's a little crazy, but it will be fun. Yeah. And uh, Gary Oldman supposedly is really great yeah. in it. So yeah. I always like it when that happens, even if he's right. not Doesn't doing well on the internet right, right. now. <laughs> yeah. Right. So um, yeah, next week, Planet of the Apes, and. Next week, maybe we'll try and talk about other movies that are coming maybe. out. Probably doesn't even matter right now because right. we just wanted everyone's going to Planet of the Apes yeah. next week. That's all you need to know, yeah. right? Yep. So uh, we'll see you next week with that. And uh, thanks for tuning in. And keep the questions and comments coming. Yeah. And thanks for tuning yeah. in and share and make your friends listen to the show. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.